So we just shot one of the best episodes that this podcast has ever had. Yeah. Um, the guest that we brought to you this season, this second episode, is Georgie Ndirango. You might not know much about Georgie if you're living under a rock. <laughs> the guy's a literal bona fide yeah. rock star. Mm. BBC, former BBC journalist. Top. Mm. Has a rock star lifestyle in Kigali. Mm. Yeah. Has the most amazing mm. sound bites. And has had a life that's both full of happiness and struggle. Mm. And one of the best things about this episode is that we get to share that entire experience yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah. Eli, what were your thoughts on that? Honestly, it was the openness to go to places that men of his caliber probably wouldn't. There's the initial shell you want to be in and be like, no, and I got through that situation because I grinded. Yeah. But Georgie was open. And if you've ever looked up to Georgie, I have personally, because he's older than me. <laughs> 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 but I've looked up to this guy as well, especially when it comes to work-life balance. And he unpacked that. He talked about his mother. It was such an edifying episode. And the vulnerability for me was what was key. The yeah. vulnerability. So yeah. So I guys. Value. So um, much value. We hope you enjoy that episode mm, mm, mm. half as much as we enjoyed making it. Because we had a ball. Episode two. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to mantalk.ke. Another season. We're so excited that you followed us this far. This season has so many surprises and there's one I'm about to share with you just now. So before you go any further, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. If you're on the podcast platform, you know what to do there as well. Now, um, there's a gentleman to my left and another gentleman to my left as well. Both of them have become brothers to me, and the one particularly in the middle has an amazing story. If you follow us on social media, you know all about this man. Um, without too much introductions, you probably know if you know me, Mr. Jordan Durango. Hey. Mr. Jordan hey. Durango, Mr. Jordan hey. Durango. Hey. We're going to have applause. applause. Hey. Yeah, we'll, put yeah, it in, we'll, in the we'll put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So yeah. Um, nice to be here, finally. Yes, finally. Pending, yeah. pending, pending, pending. But thank you for making the time. Busy guy. Well, I mean, if if it means something to you, make time. There it is. He's, he's already. He's, re, he's already in That's That's the tone. That's the tone. <laughs> like, so yeah. Yeah, Georgie. To be honest, um, this has been a long time coming, and it's an interview that we've. Why did your voice change? Are you emotional? Are you getting? I am. Getting I'm about mad? to cry. Okay. Um, okay. Is there something in my eye? I don't yeah. know. Um, but yeah, it's been a long time coming, and I can't wait to knock out a Mantok.k episode with you. Mm -hmm. um, today, the interviewer will be interviewed. For once. Hey, for yeah, once, well, for once. Yes. Let's, let's do it then. <laughs> Before <laughs> we jump it, into it, yeah. as you can see, we're in a different space. The aesthetics are different, they're beautiful, and that's because we're in Ikigai. They have some amazing spaces. We'll put the link for them down below in the description. Co-working space, shooting space. So Ikigai, thank you very much. And now let's have an amazing conversation in an amazing place. Yeah. Yeah. Let's jump first of it. all, George, mm -hmm. I have mm -hmm. the first question I'm going to shoot, because I'm going to shoot from a hip, is, dude, um, a lot of guys who watch mantalk.ke have been writing to us telling us um, they think that men tend to have a narrative that's very negative, um, especially when it comes to how they're viewed by society. Okay. You obviously are not ailed by this particular illness. <laughs> Everyone seems to Or I hate it well. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's also we'll a possibility. Yeah. Um, what's one of the best things you find about being a man in society today? As a man, Georgie, what's the best value you have as a man that you think has impacted so many people in your lives. Every time we are shining a light on the negative aspects of men, but today I want us to shine it on the positive. And you yeah. as a man, Georgie, what's the best thing about being a man for you? Right. We always say, every time we, we're discussing things with Eli, we always say problem, mm. solution. Yes. Problem, solution. 
the most interesting thing about being a man is that most of the time in most narratives we are the problem mm-hmm. so very easily we could be the solution because it's things that we're doing ourselves you know if it comes to maybe uh vices like what we've seen with maybe violence against women uh, uh conversations about um maybe partners and how there's a double standard when a woman has different partners and what what uh progression in career progression what not all these things are things um even representation in parliament you know just things like mm-hmm. that these are things that policy has made it in such a way that the public views things that are legal and written on paper and what not as a man's decision mm. you know and it's it's that's not the case but it's up to us to change that narrative so we are equally the solution as we are the problem that's what i would say for now mm. with a lot of things yes yeah. that's, that's a powerful thing so you the best thing about being a man is being the solution to the problem to being the solution to, to ourselves to since ourselves. we are the problem yes yeah. yes yeah. i really like that i've never looked at it from that yeah. that point of view um Georgie, when I first came across you, I think it was through IG. <clears throat> and I remember this is back when you worked at a media house and yeah. you'd look and you'd see this guy happy all the time, you know. And I I introduced myself to Georgie at maybe early 30s mm-hmm. when and you don't know you personally, you just look and there's a template that looks like life is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I want to know the whole purpose today is knowing the journey that got Georgie to that place. Yeah. I think an amazing place to always start is, you know, the beginnings. So okay. what the, the the transformative years the mm. the early development. So I want to find out from you like where you if you don't mind sharing like where you grew up and just a few things that you think has been a consistent factor in your life from baby Georgie to now. To now. Yeah. I think I have three uh, three places in my life that I can say I grew up uh, both physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. One I was uh, I was born in Mombasa. Mwana 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 Bahari akawa mwana I was going to say the same thing. Uh, of course <laughs> you are. Yeah, because you said Bwana and yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so born in coast but we didn't stay too long. Right? Mm-hmm. I I normally use that as an excuse to to speak Swahili unprovoked to anyone who just asked. <sighs> yeah. And then of course then we came to Nairobi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was still really young and I think that's the upbringing where you you get to experience um, a school at a certain age in Nairobi and then the shift in Swahili mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. and then a very you know like Nairobi once you come to Nairobi it just attacks you you know like Nairobi yes. doesn't wait you know yeah. doesn't wait come here I nah like we say hey I'm here you know oh, yeah. like get with the program yeah and then of course life happened i did most of my school here university here high school here primary school here but now so that's step 1 and step 2 but when i now transitioned into an adult which is funny because i always say like people don't really understand my relationship with kigali most of the time i've said it in a, in yeah. a lot of stories and what not but i left uh, kenya to go to uh, kigali maybe just to avoid all the details the rest mm-hmm. but i left at a time when i had just left uni and you know like in the in the kenyan setting of university like you're taking care of you know your parents give you pocket money yeah. and what not so you're fine mm-hmm. uh I so I I left uni I'd just done internship and I went straight to Rwanda. Mm-hmm. So I didn't experience the corporate life in Kenya. Right. right? I never yeah. experienced the corporate life in Kenya. I did internship, I did I worked at the ministry, but I was still mm. being taken care of and you get the 1000 bob per, per per day whatever that was something like that. And but I never experienced being by myself in Kenya in in the corporate world. So I went to Kigali 
And I thought that I had amassed so much knowledge in what offices want and what so mm. the social setting is like and whatnot, because we kind of had like a social something-something mm, mm. here yeah. when, we, when yeah. we were here, right? Before I left. Yeah, it's, it's, the corporate culture in Nairobi is largely social, just as much well, as it is economic. it was very separate, actually, at that time. It, not mm. like now, mm. uh, because, of course, now we are older, so the people that we knew then are the ones who are managers and CEOs now. Mm. So you can be social with them. But back then it was older people who right. you had no business being social with. You just mm. knew them as my boss and whatnot. Yeah, right? So it was more about so the grind. Social was yeah. here. Yeah. Social was Ngong race course. Mm. Like when you had that money and <laughs> yeah. and electric, I don't know, electric Avenue, electric I think Avenue. in Westlands, you know. And then corporate was now you go to work on Monday, Friday, that's it. You know, like those mm. people, you won't see them again until Monday. Mm. So I... I, then I went to Kigali and the first two years, I've said it over and over again in so many platforms, even mine, were not the best. Mm. But then in 2014, my life completely just did a whole, no, 360 means going back to the same, 180, 180 yeah, right? Yeah. And I, that's, I, so Kigali, Kigali raised me to be a, a mm. man. Really? Mm. Yeah. That's a strong statement. Nairobi yeah. brought me up, but uh -huh. Kigali made me a man. Was that a because man. was that to do with adapting a new environment or was it yeah, just I the experience? I suffered badly. I really? suffered. I was broke, like mm. broke to zero. Where my mom used to tell me, "Why don't you just come back? What are you doing? Mm. You know, just come mm. back. Come mm. back. We'll make something." It's like, no, no, no. Let me give it some more time and whatnot. Yeah. So and then when life happened, and then 2014 happened, that's when now things started to happen. You're like, you know, this is why I've waited uh, two years. What were you setting yourself up to do before 2014 happened? What was the kind of the mind state you were in before 2014 happened? Was it that you were working towards something and then it no, never came? No, I was just stubborn. I didn't want to come back. Mm -hmm. Because when I left here, I had some form of, like one or two people knew you, maybe 20 people knew you, 30 people knew you. So when you left and you leave at a certain point, yeah. you don't want to come, come back, back lower than when you left. Of you course, want to yeah. come and you've gone out to a different country and you've come mm. back. You want to come back Mm. You know, like better than you, and you're yeah. like, you know, I mean, it's like people who go to the states and then they come back, yeah, and so. the accent lasts one week, <laughs> the money lasts two weeks, and then they're yeah. back to square one. You know what I mean? It's it's you wanted to come yeah. back like strong and formidable and like doing mm. stuff that you you were not doing before, yeah. and I refused to come back until that happened. Wow. Then in 2014, when that happened, when life changed, what, what I refused that specific to, thing. I I switched. I changed to now CNBC. Uh, hired hired me as a, as an anchor, mm. as a news anchor, uh, but now representing Africa, uh, so the regional representation. Okay. Um, uh, the guy that was the main presenter then, he broke his back. <laughs> so there was a vacancy. This is mysterious ways. Hey, you know what? There's wonders to perform. Yeah, it's, he's called mm. Musoke, Kezio Musoke. Mm. Uh, he broke his back, he'd been gyming and he hurt his back, I think the second time. So it was so bad that he couldn't go back to work. So there was an opening and they came looking and we had been doing some moderation, whatnot, and I got the job. And it life never went back to wow. being the same ever. Mm. So whenever I talk about Kigali, whenever I talk about Rwanda, I just hold it to such a high regard. Mm. I always tell my guys at the office, I'm so compromised. You can't make me do, even even mm. when I worked in media, I used to tell them, please don't give me Rwandan stories because I'm compromised. Yeah. I love that country yeah, so much impartial. because they yeah. really made me a man in mm. every aspect. Like yeah. I know zero, I know 100, mm. I know 50, mm. like having nothing to almost everything yeah. to having, you know, just yeah. a, a regular, mm. so, so yeah. 
So those are the three mm. There's a moment, stages in my life. There's a moment there I want to touch on, right? So mm. you've mentioned the zero and the journey, but I want you to just try and go me here, right? So you're Georgie yeah. now, 33. Yeah. I want you to, what would you have said to Georgie then? Hmm? Oh, well, look at, that's well, the question early, number five. Early, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's already, we already know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh-huh. um, what would you have said to that guy? Because when you're at zero, you don't know what's going to happen in the next few years. Mm. But what would you have said to, to that guy? Because there might be another guy that's where you were at that point. Yeah. So that's why I want you to do that. Send a message to that younger Georgie, something that would help him. Because okay. I think there's some guys that are younger yeah. in that space. Do you know what's funny? There's, a, there's mm. an app on Google mm. where you write a letter to your mm. f- five years the person five years older ah. and then it sends yeah. a message then it, you, you're just chilling and then the message comes in that time from like, the guy that was there five years ago wow it's it's really i wrote a letter to myself i think in 2012 it mm. came in 2017 and i was like what wow this is what i was thinking anyway wow. so what i would say is first of all i know it's such a cliche but really trust the process mm. some mm. things no matter how much you rush them, no matter how much you feel like I want this now, and I, mm. it has to take its natural progression. Mm. Some things go quicker than you think. Some mm. things go slower than you think, but you just have to trust natural progression. I always say you put your all into something, then you just let it. Mm. It's like putting a, what's it called? Like these guys who put uh, uh, this, this Tic Tacs or whatever in Coke. Yeah. And then oh, they just watch as it fizzes. Yeah, mentals. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then they watch as it fizzes. Yeah. Just trust the natural progression. Things will happen exactly as they're supposed to be. Mm. If yeah. you give it your all and you just wait for, you know, like natural elements to happen. Mm. Um, and that's what you would tell the younger version. Uh, yeah, I would mm. tell younger mm. self. Just trust the natural progression of things. Save your money. These parties are going nowhere. Yeah. Oh, mm. my God. <laughs> The figure just, <laughs> the figure just came. They, I thought, yeah, yeah, did you hear the click? Yeah, 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 yeah. We had your mind do yeah. the, the math. In 2012, we were going to race course. Mm. And we had a company where we were selling jello shots mm. at maybe 100 bob or something. Last weekend, there was a concert at race course. What's different? That's so, do you get yeah, what I mean? It's always 2000, that's nine years ago. Yeah. We, we were doing almost the same thing. What are we doing that's different apart from paying higher costs because of inflation. <laughs> you, you know, do you know what I mean? Like it's the party is going to stay the same. Mm. You're going to have circles of friends that come and go and you mm. just have to allow. Mm. And then I would say to myself, stay healthy and be as kind as you can to everyone. That's the mm. answer to everything. Mm. Kindness. Mm. Kindness, yeah. Mm. Kindness allows you so much and so many things. Yeah, mm. anyway. Yeah. Georgie, That's about I'm going to take your step back um, because you've taken us to CNBC. But I want to know the decision before that. Mm. At what point, tell me about your journey towards choosing journalism. Because like when yeah. we had a conversation previously, you said that your training is actually not journalism. journalism. No. Mm. Mm. So mm. what led Georgie of the past to choose to be Georgie of today when it comes to this specific career path? Mm. Damn, you guys ask some mm. nice questions. Yeah. Yeah, my background is in actuarial, actuarial science, so a lot of finance, statistics, economics. Hey, the boy, the boy <laughs> is gifted, let me tell you. <laughs> Man, yeah, if I, I if I had practiced, I probably wouldn't be here, you know? Yeah. Mm. Um, see, trust the natural the progression process. of things. Take your notebook out. Hey, there we go. Yeah. Uh, I think I got lucky with journalism. 
I would say that. I think I got lucky with journalism, but I did not pick it. Hmm. We stumbled into it because where we were, we had gone to do logistics and we didn't get the job in Kigali. We didn't get the job and we were struggling so much to make the company or whatever provide a place where we could do, get the job done. And then it didn't work, it didn't work. We stayed broke for so many months. And then the company that we were in now said they had a radio and a TV. They had a radio, then a TV. And they told us to just come and, you know, try and do one, two, three things. And that's how I stumbled into journalism. I never picked it. I, I That's why I say I got lucky. So, I, I didn't pick it. So you were literally at a low point in your life? trying Extremely. To yeah. 2012, 2013. Mm. Yeah. Extremely low point in my life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And the last time I felt that low was this year. We'll get to that. We'll get, yeah, to that. we'll get to we'll that. We'll get to that. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, mm -hmm. I feel like there's something over there. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so journalism essentially brings you out of you know the out of this like dire situation and leads you towards your purpose. Yeah. What aspects of yourself do you think that that you know your early life have shown through your career, like your early days? Mm -hmm. Do you think that there's certain aspects of your early days and your childhood and basically your upbringing? that are currently benefiting from the fact that you chose journalism. Right. Uh, I know we're going to, uh, sorry to give the cheat sheet, but I know we're going to discuss like the people in our lives that have been very instrumental, but I feel mm. like it's nice to mention it now. Yeah. Mm. The, I think one of the traits that I feel has been consistent all through the last 10 years or so has been, so two, two. one, uh, you can suffer, like the world can be crumbling, but no one will ever know. Yeah. No one will ever know. Mm. Straight face, mm. get the work done, go cry in your shower. Mm -hmm. Right? Listening to Asha. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and number two, things will get better if you keep, keep at it. Things mm. will get better. Like the universe always rewards mm -hmm. you. It's not your timing. It's always someone, something bigger than you. Mm. Right? So those two. And I get them from my mother. Right? Wow. Like wow. we never saw her suffer. Mm. We never saw anything happen that was wrong. But now that we've grown older, my mother now became my best friend, my mentor, you mm. know, all those things. My confidant, mm. we hang out. When we want to gossip, we gossip together, go on road trips. Oh. And it's, it's, it became clear that there are a lot of things that younger you will never be able to handle. Yeah. You want to know so much, but you will not be able to handle them if they're told to you or if yeah. they explain to you, if you experience them. You crash under pressure. That's why... There's an adult, there's a teenager, and there's a child. Mm. There's some things mm. that a child can't handle. As much as in this new age, we have so much information and we are able to absorb so much. That's why you see people have, um, like you're seeing a lot of, like people have um, mental disorders or mm. Mm. Uh, people are sad, some people are depressed, you have mm. serious anxiety. Mm. It's because sometimes, I would, I, not to generalize it, but some of the issues um, can be attributed to receiving so much information and about of things that you're not ready for, yeah. right? Like yeah. you need to split it mm. to experience it in different ages, mm. you know, something mm. like that. So I think what has shown through uh, my career then and now has been that just resilience, just keep going. I mean, what are, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Unless you s lie down and, and, and say, okay, I'm done. There it mm. is. Jesus, mm. take me now. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. have to keep going, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. And the worst thing is, 
you can only linger so much and then after two days you're like i'm still at the same place yeah. and if i if i don't stop it one year later i'll still it's be at the same place, place. Yeah. that for me is a crippling thought that i can never mm. entertain yeah ever, you're going to keep it absolutely moving. absolutely yeah. never yeah. Yeah. Never never yeah. I experienced that before in my younger years 2012 mm. I never want to be in the same place yesterday and today never So guys I hope you're enjoying the episode so far we're going to take a couple seconds of your time to talk to you about our amazing sponsor if you're here to the tail end of last season you know they were very much involved and they're involved in this season too So as we go on in the season we're going to tell you about Jinsmen and how it's been helping us take charge of our lives and how we're going week by week using the product So I'll chuck it to Oscar mm. Jinsmen about take a charge vitality energy with your lifestyle how has it helped you since you started because i think you're about a month yeah i'm about a in. month in now mm-hmm. so i think the thing that it's helped me most with is mm-hmm. my guy it's end of year so mm-hmm. this is when we need to close all the transactions that we're doing and at the yeah. same time um even for man talk getting mm-hmm. everything prepped getting the team prepped yeah. and still staying motivated to like have a nice social life i yeah. still need to have that endurance 100% and you see where do i get that Mm-hmm. Um so I just pop out Jensen in the morning mm. get you know get that yeah. energy going yeah, maybe yeah, I yeah. run here mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. some arutimi workout there I'm going to say one or, it. Two. Uh-huh. one or two and then yeah. we it's see how it works and like it, it's it's really I feel I feel like the more I use it mm. the better I feel yes yes yeah. yes I will say as well like for man talk to even get behind a product it's a big deal because our whole thing is about honesty and for me genuinely when I've been trying to balance I do about six things at one go and even now coming to set in the evening i had jinsmen in the morning and i genuinely don't think i'd have the energy to sit here be present be alert without it because i've seen the difference even even like recently i was i was i was quite sick and it's actually helped me have the energy to when you're ill the energy to actually go and eat the energy to still push through Yeah. Genuinely like I can attribute it to this. So it's been a massive factor of my life. That's I, I didn't I'm know you're using it like Yeah, no, for real for real. For yeah, real. yeah, yeah, every single morning Jeez. now. Um so that's why we really do stand behind it and just the ethos taking charge of your life. That's what man talks about. So if you want to do that, have some Jinsmen, have some energy, yeah. be as productive as possible. So thank you Jinsmen. Thank you Jinsmen. Thank you so much. Back to the episode. Back to the episode. All of the points um that you've mentioned in your journey and the one you're going to mention now I'm sure is on the other side of the darkest point mm. is something so transformative and that's why the movement you're yeah. saying is so key because if you let that moment overtake you you don't get to the other side of the hill right and there. see exactly yeah. what was meant for you so this is the question i've been dying to ask because we had this conversation yeah. i think 2 weeks ago and the, the story you told me and the journey was so encouraging because i can relate to it exactly the same like mm. within a weekend things have happened and yeah. it's completely different so Um for people that don't know which is the majority of people if mm. you don't mind sharing how transformative was the last birthday for you I, I'm not yeah. first to say your age uh, <laughs> 33 33 it's on the pendant yeah, 33 yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the story you told me about that was it's going to be so encouraging for some people yeah. because they might be like I said on the other side of that hill and mm. if they don't do the movement they might stay there like you've said yeah. that's torture so what was that hill like for you okay Yeah, I feel I can feel if I get emotional I mean you guys will know yeah. what to do with the We have to do yeah. yeah yeah we're yeah. Yeah. so yeah. All, all through mm. so I started making real money in 2014 mm-hmm. I'd never experienced such money before mm-hmm. um it was a journalist salary but we were not getting taxed at, for the first four, four months five, six months Ooh. so it was basically like a minister salary in Rwanda wow. it was good money yeah. it was great money my yeah. first salary went to Dubai I remember right? yeah 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 Jeez. I thought that's kind of to salary. be honest to be honest I thought well we got taxed after <laughs> well but 
I thought the boys kept it duty free. What do you guys want to do? <laughs> you know? And then you're so busy, so you don't spend it during the month. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so what happened was around 2014, now moving forward, I thought I had unlocked financial freedom. Wow. Mm. Mm. That, but that was a state of mind. Like mm. it, it was a fallacy. I didn't mm. know it yet. Mm. All right. So move on. I wasn't dating. I started dating in 2015. So 2015, mm-hmm. 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, long distance relationship. So I thought I had unlocked that level. Mm. where, And I was staying by myself. You know, yeah. like you think, okay, so I, I'm able to afford one or two things. Mm-hmm. I have dogs. So that means I'm clearly ready to be a dad. Of course. You know, like of course. Stuff like yeah. that. Right. Yeah. And I was slowly approaching 30. So you're mm. thinking, okay, I'm about to become a man now. Mm. So this is natural progression of things, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, had, I thought I had unlocked a level of adulthood, mm. right? So that's two, two levels, mm-hmm. the financially. Important, the important thing you've used is I thought. Thoughts. I thought, thoughts, I thought, thoughts, yeah. I thought. And you know when I knew I thought? This year. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, so, wow. so 2014, I thought I had unlocked a level of financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, okay, so, so as the years progress, you start to realize making money and having money are two very different things. It's not what you make, it's what you keep. Mm. Exactly. Mm, mm, mm. And w- w- you're keeping it, but doing what? You know, like making money and having money are two completely different things. Yeah, yeah. So very, very quickly, you start to realize, first of all, People gravitate towards so, money, yeah. right? Yeah. Givers know how to give. Takers yeah. know how to take. Takers mm. never stop taking. Givers never stop giving. Yeah, you know. So mm. the money now becomes okay. Let's wait for the next salary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's wait for the next salary. Yeah, it's never going to stop, is it? Yeah. Then yeah. you start, start thinking. I thought I was making good money because yeah. I, I was making maybe a tenth of that in my mm. previous job. Wow, that's right. A, yeah. So, and I was surviving then. How come now I have to rely on my salary and mm. nothing's changed? Yeah. Just yeah. the environment, your mentality. Mm. You know, you think you're at a higher level, mm-hmm. but you're really not. So it's not the acting. same mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different, yeah. at different level of cash, different Jeez. account, mm. different that's whatever. So same valuable. mindset. That's mm. so valuable. Same mindset. So it's not about the amount of money that's actually entering your account. It's about nah. it's about the work up here. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. why they keep telling you, if I give you a hundred bob, and you know how to manage it. You can manage a thousand, but if I give you a hundred and you don't know what to do, and then the, how people say, "Pay me more, I'll I'll know what to do." You know, I'll I'll manage my finances. Mm. No, yeah. manage whatever you can now. You yeah. know, if if you can, ma- well, I mean, the that's a bit. Uh, now uh, I yeah, want to say well, it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now that I said it, it's a, it's one of those cliches, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so those are two levels, and then another level that I thought I had unlocked was socially. Hmm. So the thing about social relationships or like just having a social life is that there's no template. Money is very clear. Mm-hmm. I have a thousand. Mm-hmm. If I spend a thousand, I will have zero. zero. Yeah. It's very clear. Mm. Socially, if this person is not there, mm. this person is there. Mm. If this one's not there, this one's there. Then when these two are not there, this one's back. So yeah. there's no template, there's no way yeah. to know like how you can manage life socially. You just mm. have to go through yeah. what life brings you socially. Right? Mm. And that's the, that's the thing that causes so many people's problems mm. Mm. now in life. Yeah. You know, 
So those are the three levels that I thought I had mastered. Mm. My house was game night house. Mm. Guys used to come, you know, do game night. My yeah. girlfriend is there asking me, when are we going to FaceTime? I know she's going to watch this. <laughs> Jesus. My, my ex, my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Um, and so... I started now thinking, okay, so I think I got this in the bag, where you got this mm. and then you get a big car, I had a big yeah. car, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yes. The boy, was, the boy was dripping, living yeah, life. It was away. It was away. Yeah. Well, the car was... See, let me tell you guys something. Tell us. Actually. What most people don't know is, is some... Uh, again, uh, we might come to it, but something You're wriggling in your chair, Georgie. What's going on? Something called social capital. Right? Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So I had a big car in Kigali, right? Like it was a nice Benz and ML SUV. Oof. What people don't know is that I got that car from a friend who thought it was very expensive to maintain it. <laughs> so they sold it to me at almost quarter the price. Yeah, but people didn't But that was the trap. That was, saw, that was the trap. But I could manage it. You could? Oh, yeah. Okay. But they couldn't manage it. Yeah. It, it was too expensive. Oh, okay. But I could manage it. Like if you fix one or two things, it's fine. You can maintain it. So that's one. So the people thought the car was an expense. It was, you know, like you spent so much money on it. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. So perception, right? Yeah. And mm. in today's world, perception is reality, you know? Yeah. So that was one. But the car did help me because anytime we used to go negotiate for moderation, for whatnot. They'd see the you car. Time. Mm, yeah, the you price. time. Like, you know, they say, okay, the meeting is at two. If I reach 155, that's when they'll all be coming in so that they wait for me <laughs> at two. So I reach at 155. So when they park, I park. They're like, ah, the price is high. How are we going to negotiate? Yeah, the price. With this guy. <laughs> this Kenyan. And this car is, is this a, quarter Kenyan, of a, this... a quarter of the price yeah. that you would ideally get it for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was one. Number two, in Kigali, when we used to go maybe have fun, let's say at the club, right? Uh, one of my tightest friends was a DJ. And one of our best clubs used to be a place where we would sit at the corner, right near the DJ. He would have a nice couch and whatnot, like a really nice setup. People used to think that we used to spend so much money on alcohol, mm -hmm. so much money mm -hmm. on alcohol and like fun and drinks and whatnot. What people don't know as well is that the alcohol, the DJ was sponsored by the alcohol. For yeah. almost a whole year, yeah. <laughs> we spent almost nothing on, on alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone around us Lies. gathered near our table. They wanted wow. to know who these guys were. Like we'd yeah. been in Kigali long enough, people thought we were Rwandan. Uh, mm. People thought I was Rwandan or, or half Rwandan, half Kenyan. And so very soon you start to hang out with people and mm. you get some form of social capital, but it's based on mm. perception. perception. Dangerous. Mm. Dangerous. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Yeah. The reason why 33 means so much to me is because all through 2014, when I had unlocked a different level of man, mm -hmm. till 2021, August, mm -hmm. I thought I had unlocked like proper levels. Right. I remember, um, so on my birthday, uh, we... Like people came from different places and I remember sending invites, personal invites to people and whatnot. And I didn't know, I thought it was going to be just as a, a nice mm -hmm. 100 people, maybe 200 people come or what. Mm -hmm. This the guy said maybe a little 100, uh, maybe modest, a few, maybe a mo modest 200. Hey, yeah. buddy, I don't know what your social capital is. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Mine's different. But wait, not that much, but it's not G, it's not wrong mm. on branch. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but it felt like it, you know, I, I mean, really I was know. there. You know. Do not dare, Gus. <laughs> <laughs> First of all. Oh. Oh. 
Oh. Nah, man. Like, <laughs> like no, no. The, but it, I mean, like some yeah. amazing friends came, and I remember a pal called Steph. Uh, when I was giving the speech, uh, I, I, it hadn't hit me at all. Uh, I was giving the speech, and then she just tapped me, and then she said, "Choji, uh, we're in Kambu. It's eight. Um, people have come from I don't know where. Your friends have come from different countries: the UK, whatever, Rwanda, whatnot, whatnot." Um, People have come here, it's cold, it's, there's whatever, everyone's dancing, everyone's worn blue. I hope you know, nothing else has brought us here. You're not giving us, like, the, of course, there were, there were cocktails. Yeah. But, the, I mean, what's one cocktail? You know what I mean? Mm. We've come here because we really just want to celebrate, like, what you are in our lives. And it mm. didn't hit me yeah. until one minute after. The I cried. I cried so much. I was thinking, mm. what? Yeah, the love. Like, mm. like you don't really, you, you don't, you don't get it. You know, like you, yeah. you're so used to mm. just operating. You know, like yeah. let's go. Like, yeah. And I operate in a. Um, that's why people always ask me. Do you, do you always sit and think? I operate in a way where you say, "Let's go." I'll think about it ten years from now. Let's go. Let's go. Like yeah. someone says, "Okay, you met the president. Let's go. Who's yeah. the next one?" You know, yeah. let's go. You appreciate the, the moment, the but you can't linger. Yeah. As much as I've lingered so much mm. in so many of those moments because they help you get more gigs, but mm. you know, <laughs> but but you can't linger like you can't mm. linger in the glory. Hundred percent. Just like like keep like, like keep it moving, keep it moving. Mm. So that was that was August. Mm. So after the crying and in the morning, like coming and looking at the gifts and whatnot, you're like, Phew. Mm. damn, thirty three really was that. But I still had like a bit of my emotional and my love life that I still had to to handle. Mm, precious, yeah. And the lady in my life at the, at the time, well, she still is in, in my life, but in a different capacity. Um, she really, like, she was a, um, a point of, like, a lot of thoughts in my head. Mm. And as a, as a man who's trying to navigate so much in life, mm. you need clarity in almost every aspect. Yeah. Every yeah. aspect. And it's yeah. so selfish. Yeah, because sometimes be. you're the one causing... Um, things not to be clear for someone else, mm -hmm. but you need it clear for yourself. You yeah. know, like men are men are inherently very selfish. You yeah. know, and that didn't happen. That clarity didn't happen until September, end of September, wow. where the unshackling happened. And mm. it, it was a friend of mine who came over, and we had a conversation where, if you see my comments, uh, we there's a line I normally say when we're speaking with certain friends where we say, where I always tell people, may you never forget who you are. May mm. you never forget who you are. May you never mm. forget who you are. People try to like drag you into stuff and thoughts yeah. and whatnot, but you stay rooted like this. You know, like mm. an anchor never moves. Like it's yeah. just the string that moves, the mm. the, the, the the chain. Yeah. But the anchor Every stays scenario. solid until yeah. it wants to move. Mm. Like it's yanked out. Yeah. But yeah. you know, so when that unlocking happened now, that's when I started to experience 33 because like my friend came and we had a nice dinner and they asked me some serious questions about myself. Do you think, you know, like, like really just vulner vulnerability mm. to the core and stripped me down wow. to the man I was uh -huh. in 2014. Okay. The man who had nothing. Yeah. Naked, mm. completely naked. Mm. That's why for me, 33 will always be the year. Like, so now I feel yeah. like I can finally live. Wow. I was in a box. Uh, mm. The previous workplace didn't allow me to do one or two things. Of mm. course, I understand because of policy and legalities. Mm. But now you can do whatever you want, however mm. you want it. Yeah. As long as my mother approves. <laughs> <laughs> of course. She's the only authority. The only authority. The only authority. My yeah. mother mm. and God. Yes. Mm. Everyone else. Yes. 
can just wait and receive whatever <laughs> we mm-hmm. put out or whatever we do. <laughs> then ask for yeah. permission. If my mother says it's all right mm. and I've made peace with God, mm-hmm. anyone else is completely irrelevant. I love that. Love yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. A- anyone else is like, mm. it's just second opinion. You've, but you've already gotten your opinion. Yeah, you've, yeah. you've really touched on that social aspect and on your evolution as a man between mm. the ages of, <clears throat> you know, t- when you turn 33. I want to take the conversation to people. Gotcha. Mm. You know, the people in your life, like you said, your friend who came and like laid bare mm. the man that you thought you were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Georgie, which people do you think have had the most impact in your life as mentors? Yeah, that's a nice question. It probably doesn't make sense, but the people I've been in relationships with have been sort of mentors. If you think about you, it you from, uh, yeah. from, okay. from what... Why are you laughing? What? Have you not had a mentor in your okay? life, buddy? Aye, yo, hey, my guy. I may have been, I've been taught a few things by the women in my life, you know what I mean? You also said you haven't piggybacked. Are you really living life? But, man, anyway. Okay. That's a question <laughs> for... Uh, uh, yes, going. I think the camera is going to go off in a second. <laughs> <laughs> we start running right now. Yo. <laughs> Live. So, uh, so uh, we have... The thing about mentors also, it's very, like, it's like Kanye, like whenever you ask him, he has a thesis for everything. Mm. But um, the thing about mentors is that people think that a mentor is someone who's supposed to guide every aspect of your life. Sometimes it's not possible. It's just yeah. like having friends, right? Exactly. Mm. Your friend can't be your therapist, your business mm. advisor, your word, word. Like you, you mm. put so much expectation in one person when mm. they don't deliver, you're mad at them. Yeah. yeah. Lower those expectations. Make mm. that one a, a business partner. Mm. Make that one a therapist. Mm. Make that one someone you call when you want to hang out. Yes. Not all of them have to be the same person, and yeah. that's the same mm. as a mentor. Mm. So I realized very quickly that some people just are there to tell you, Choji, your LinkedIn profile is crap. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a mentor. Yeah, that's a mentor. Like who tells you? If you want to get to this level, mm. change this, package yourself like this, get it done like this, speak like this, dress like this, mm. address people like this, and you'll move career-wise. Yeah. Some people will tell you, some people are mentors health-wise. They will tell you, mm-hmm. like Rotimi. Rotimi. Like Rotimi. Shout obviously. out to Rotimi. He's actually off camera. Generally. Is he though? Yeah. I can't see. We see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like some people are your mentors health-wise. Right? Yeah. So they guide you in mm-hmm. such a way that it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Right? It feels yeah. like it's natural progression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some people, of course, you call when you want to hang out. Some people mm-hmm. when you want to break down. And mm-hmm. So I have people for every, every aspect. And the person that I was with who showed me what 33 is, is one of my biggest mentors. Wow. They always find a way to show me how basic my thinking is. Yeah, and it's essential. Do you know how that feels when you think you're the smartest thinker in the room? Mm. Well, most of the times we're one or two people in the room. <laughs> and it's the turtle. Yes. So if I'm not the thinker, <laughs> me, myself, well, I mean, I, if the turtle yeah. is thinking more than me, then I have a problem. <laughs> but sometimes you think you're the smartest person in the room mm. and then the person reminds you, but have you thought about it this way? And you're like, oh, mm. this is why I need you in my life. Mm. You know, something like that. So yeah, that. But if there's uh, maybe something uh, in terms of like, um, maybe just to go back to uh, what we were discussing before as how you know you've reached a point where you can now speak, uh, wait, or maybe, no, no, I'll wait, I'll wait. There's a, 
is mm-hmm. a nice point coming so when i asked you that question when i asked you that question georgie i wanted to hear about the individuals and the names oh, yeah? because you know sometimes i feel like people in our lives who've had an impact don't even know that they've had an impact yeah. we never mention them we never say um shout out to let's say rotimi yeah. for the amount of work that he's done in time in teaching us fitness and trying to yeah. trying to make us more conscious in the work that he's been doing with his fitness party which we discussed in the previous episode i mm-hmm. just realized that a lot of people who are our mentors never get the moment they never get those flowers when we want to give them to yeah. them so that's why i'm asking you are there any individuals that you want to name now um that you think that we should learn from and look at that have been in your life and have changed you and your perspective as a man as well as as a journalist yeah well as a journalist of course we have the people that uh, helped me larry larry was one of the people that guided me to think mm-hmm. larry mado larry mado mm-hmm. he's i got into bbc under his watch under his leadership wow. before he left uh, wow. for cnn so he he taught me how to work as a team and how no matter how anyone sees you or whatever you think you know the powers that be or whatever like your team has to be solid mm-hmm. your team is always solid mm. like you can have face anything but once you go back to your team you're 100% so mm. Larry Larry taught me at least that bit of journalism and how to always think differently from everyone else and to just shush the noise uh, career wise nice mm. yeah there's so much noise everywhere just shush it mm. <sighs> and then now mm. you know um health wise oh, we have Otimi for sure for sure mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. he made me re- remember like what it's what it was like to feel nice you know mm. having a certain body and, you know like embracing mm. do you know how many times i've been told i have shoulder, shoulder pads shoulder pads yeah 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 someone told me shoulder pads yeah. it's a fact joji it's joji <laughs> anyway yeah and uh so there's that and then the person that made me realize what 33 means and the person that stripped me bare is a friend of mine called katia Mm-hmm. amazing person possibly one of the most amazing people I've met this year mm-hmm. um so she's definitely a good mentor she doesn't even know it you know wow. and most mentors don't even know yeah. unless you ask them mm-hmm. um my ma obviously mm-hmm. my ma is my biggest financial advisor amazing can i tell you a funny story yeah so I, the plan was to go to canada this year right like mm-hmm. leave bbc mm-hmm. and go to canada for school mm-hmm. Damn it. I, I don't know whether our people from church are going to watch this and then like, oh. <laughs> Did you ask them That's for Harambe? Did you? <laughs> no, no, we did. But um so of course one of the things that they ask I was to go to school. One of the things that they ask is uh, when you're taking your documents to the bank, you have your like uh, to show bank statements, to show proof that you're going to come back and what mm. all that stuff. The crazy thing is, you can't give your own statements. Yeah. You have to be linked to someone who's back here. Mm-hmm. my pops is away my sister is away my brother is away right so it's my mom my mom and i yeah that's that explains why we're so close so we i tell her you know the situation and she's done it a million times before she's done it for almost everyone in our family and then she says no worries i got they said you know title deeds bank statements whatever mm. she said don't worry i got you so all right so the day comes for the documents and i remember meeting in cbd because we needed to do the documents and then do the stuff online whatever whatever, whatever. and she comes with a bag and then she gives me documents and envelopes and what, what what and then i remove them one by one and it's like 25 title deeds what like mother overkill this is shell myth <laughs> <laughs> what do she you passes mean? you a, f- yeah. a file like yeah oh. she, she gave me files and then she's like yeah 
don't worry, you'll know about this soon enough. And soon enough, I knew. I knew because she explained, you know, this is for you, this is for you. But she had all those title deeds mm. and she lived such a... She had an account mm. where I was... A, we were... Signatories. Uh, signatories. Yeah, like yeah. It was our joint account. Yeah. Not only a signatory, it was a joint account. Wow. Basically, I can withdraw, she can withdraw. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you haven't told me I've been eating beans yeah. <laughs> 17 <laughs> times yeah. in two weeks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. I didn't know about it. She's like, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's the point. Money is not to be spent. It has to stay and you see it. If you can't see, if you see your money today and you don't see it tomorrow, there's something your wrong money. you're doing. It's it's your money. So, so that's why I say my, like my mom financially and as my confidant and like just someone who shows me the beatitudes of life. Mm. Be kind, love, yes. laugh. Yeah. You know, like mm. do not show weakness when you don't need to. Mm. You know, mm. things like that, like show strength. Be mm. the pillar of your family. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's been my mentor uh, as wow. as that my mother. Yeah, wow, wow. Yeah. that's incredible, Georgie. There's um again, I'm going back to like when I first got to know you, and yeah. one of the first things you ever said to me was that Eli, you look like you're a guy that works hard. We didn't really know each other, but yeah. we'd see each other each other online. Mm. And something I've always struggled with is finding work like work life balance. These mm. are conversations I've had with with Timmy, with Oscar as we become closer. Yeah, but you are we've we've made jokes about this. You're the leader when it comes to finding the balance between Jesus. working hard and having just as much fun. A master, a master, if you will. And so I've I'm definitely on that journey. Mm. And actually, being around you boys has definitely helped me do that. Yeah. How have you come to that place? Was it was it a very clear cut um, balance that you struck, or was it like an evolution where you got to the point that you know this is work, this is fun, mm. or did it come from a place maybe of imbalance and having to find that balance? Maybe because a lot of a lot of guys, the narrative for men is you know grind, work hard. We do if you're sleeping, you're you're wasting. You know you're making money, you're sleeping, all that stuff, right? Mm. <laughs> Reference for Timmy. Um, <laughs> but I want to be sleeping at this time. It's not possible. It's not possible. <laughs> so I want to find out like how did you how did you strike that balance? Because a lot of guys they think that the working is the be all end all, it's 100%. Yeah. You don't have time for that. And I've been that guy and I burn out, I get sick, right? But I'm trying to do that because of people like you that have shown yeah. me there's that balance. How did you get to that place? Um, I, I think we've, we've had those instances. I think a lot of us have had those instances. Mm. I remember we were discussing with someone and then someone told me, and then it happened at the workplace. Someone told me, by the way, I hope you know that if you collapse here, they'll have a replacement for you next week. I was like, oh. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. <clears throat> Wow. It is so true. It's, it is, yeah. What you, the show goes on. And that's Ooh. exactly what happened to me because mm. the guy broke his back and I so replaced true. him. My gosh, yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. There's always someone who's ready to take that, that, that position. And mm. what happens now is you just rush through life mm. being the perfect version of yourself, right? Guilty. Like, Guilty. I remember that um, that was a rationale between like Twitter, my Twitter and my Instagram. Like mm. my Twitter is not as cheeky or jokey mm. as my Instagram. Mm. My Twitter is kind of like my LinkedIn, just less words. Mm. Because you still feel like it's a space where you can curate and get, maybe your career can progress. Mm. And then Instagram is a showcase of what work-life balance is, right? Right. right. And the problem with the, the problem why I don't engage too much on Twitter is because sometimes you can get dragged into a lot of social issues mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you don't, want to, you don't want to be that person. You don't want to, yeah. I, I personally wouldn't want to be that person, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's fun when you watch it, yeah. but it can also do something to you if you actively For participate, sure. Sure. right? So the, that's the path I chose. Mm. But I didn't know about that work-life balance until it had to happen. Um, I, I remember we were with... Uh, like, I, I don't know what, 
I don't know who we were with, but there's um, Tony Alumelu. He's he's um, Niger- the, the Nigerian billionaire. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. has the Tony Alumelu Foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fire. Yeah. So, okay, so Tony is kind of like a pal. And, Jesus and so, Christ! So, not like that. So not me like and like saying your landlord is your friend. Uh, <laughs> They're not really. Uh, you just talked once. Uh, yeah. okay. So me and Jehovah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> You know, Jehovah. just you know, like the, the president. Me, let me tell you, the one time Georgie said something that I just went like, "Oh my god!" I rolled my eyes. Was, the president of Rwanda has a softest, softest hands. hands. Yeah. And then, me, and then me and Eli just went like, "Firm grip, uh-huh. but really the soft hands." <laughs> it's mind blowing. I oh it's my like god, fierce but vulnerable, amazing <laughs> man, firm grip, soft man. Sir, what is your routine? <laughs> okay, you know? Tell us. Yeah, what do you yeah. use? So what do you use? You know, I've been here using Gandhi. Well, plug. So, like, there's no switch, right, with the with that work-life balance. It's just knowing. Sometimes you create a life that is so perfect, right? and I think that was the that was I was also guilty of that in the relationship where you want mm. your partner to be a certain way, mm-hmm. right? Like you want your 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 family to relate to you a certain way, mm-hmm. or you want your people to your friends or whatever a certain way. Yeah, you will never have the right like you will never have the right balance. Yeah. Like you try to curate your social life, your work mm. life. Your mm. um, I remember when Instagram introduced close friends. Mm-hmm. I had close friends for I think a day, mm. where I would put some scandalous stuff, meaning like you would go out and just have a crazy time. Yeah. Yeah. Then after a while, you're like, you know what? Come see. All of you come see. Huddle up. Huddle up. Yeah. All of you come see. See, come see the see. madness. See what's up. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, I, I mean, I understand, of course, some, for some people, it's a bit more touchy than others uh, because of professional settings. Mm-hmm. But I personally feel like it's, it's just reminding yourself that you can, have, you can have a certain amount of fun that allows you to, you know, just have... Have a normal life. Like you can, what's the problem with laughing? Oh, the reason why I mentioned Elumelu, actually, that's the point. Mm-hmm. So we had gone to Switzerland for the World Economic Forum. So we, we Davos, don't in, say. In Davos, yeah. Oh, God. And this then, man's going to Davos. Mm-hmm. First of all, fist bump. That's my, that's, my, that's my dream mm. like destination. Like mm. I, one of the reasons why I want to, and you can go back to the episodes um, where I was talking about one of the reasons why I start a multi-million dollar business is because I just don't think there's enough African representation oh. in these forums. Like mm-hmm. World Economic Forum, it's always like, not, sorry to say it, but a lot of like white guys sit, yeah, sitting somewhere and going, oh, this is how the world should go. Mm-hmm. And like black, like us Africans, don't really get that much of an opportunity. Yeah. So the mm-hmm. fact that you say that Tony actually is one of the few who've gone there, mm-hmm. yeah. and I like kind of from the research I've done about Tony Lumelu, he's one of the few Africans who actually mm-hmm. cares about African growth and African economics yeah, yeah. and how yeah. we can grow as a continent. So like mm-hmm. for me, it's that's a big thing. Big so, love, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's nice. Well done. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. the. Mm-hmm. So, so of course we're speaking, and we were speaking about the possibility of joining his company and like doing some work together and whatnot. And then he says, "Oh, by the way, you know, like uh, my my guys will send you the contract or whatever, whatever." And like he's having a very serious conversation with people that are, he's hired out the breakfast place, and people have come to have breakfast. And then he says, "Okay, after all that talking and whatnot, he says there's the Tony Elmelu Foundation is doing the thing for the entrepreneurs. It's in Lagos and all that stuff." So I saw two elements. So he was in Davos, where he's supposed to be speaking to a huge group of investors from around the world. And he still has the time to say, what are you doing in the evening? You know, wow. like, what, what are you doing in the evening? And he said, yeah. no, no, we'll be sitting editing. 
Editing? You've been working the whole time. What mm. do you mean you're editing? Mm. Enjoy. You're in a different place. Yeah. What do you Enjoy. mean? Enjoy. Yeah. Then we went to we went to Lagos, and he had called almost everyone to to, to Nigeria to just discuss entrepreneurs and and young entrepreneurs and startups and whatnot. And at the end, in his building, like there was a huge. He threw a huge party. Wow. And he told guys, just what do you live life for? Yeah. Like. What do you live for if you mm. if you're like this the whole time? Mm. When are you ever gonna yeah. see the sun? You know, yeah. so that's a proper mantra. I believe if you do, if you sleep seven hours, six mm. to seven hours, or enough sleep, mm. and you can balance out life, social, like don't be unkind to anyone. Yeah. Whatever you do should be no one's business. That's very true. Explain nothing to no one. Just mm. have fun if you want to. Mm. If you don't stay home, yeah, <laughs> it's up to you. Get sponsored if you want. To. <laughs> I honestly honestly bro like I think that's one of the most uplifting conversations we've had yeah. in terms yeah. of man talk mm. I think I've learned a ton just sitting mm. across from mm. you and just hearing your perspective on all these issues mm. and you know who'd have thought you know that you know from humble beginnings yeah. uh, you know like who'd have thought mm. like you know from humble beginnings to mm. you now to Still, still. I mean, not yet. Lies. Um, <laughs> it's complete nonsense. This guy. You, and you know, knowing you on a personal level, it's incredible to me how you switch from serious to fun just like that. Like I, I've never seen anything like that. Seriously, fun and fun seriously. Never put that on a t-shirt. Don't you ever mm. get that wrong. I'm going to be in seriously trouble. Fun I'm going to be in fun trouble. Seriously. This that's episode another, is gonna slap. Another piece, of, another piece of merch right there. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. can seriously. I give you another piece that you guys can can? All right, cool. If I don't see myself in a reel, I'm c- coming back and mm-hmm. I'm burning everything. Okay, okay there's three go. cameras. Uh-huh. We got a, we got a, where where is it? Where is it's it? one, two, and three. Whatever you want. There's three. The geniuses. There you go. Right. I saw this somewhere and we were discussing with people about how men are vulnerable mm. right? or like men don't show vulnerability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were discussing this. And you know, like the universe normally throws you hints. Like when you start thinking about a car, mm-hmm. the universe starts to it show starts, you cars on the road. Yeah. When you think about a certain outfit, it starts to show you a phone mm. or whatever. Mm. So what, what showed on, the, on, on, uh, on uh, social media, it said, use emotionality mm-hmm. as a radical tactic mm-hmm against society mm-hmm. that claims that emotion is weakness. Oh, wow. Use Most emotionality as a radical tactic against anyone who says vulnerability is a weakness. That's so true. And the difference between emotionality and emotions, mm. like emotions is the feeling, right? Emotionality mm. is the psychological and observable behavior mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when you feel a certain emotion. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like it is allowing. Is like it is a, a conscious decision. Yeah. yeah. To feel. To feel. Yes. And yeah. to feel fully. Yeah. That's a struggle that men go through. That it's emotionality. Emotion. Yeah. So use emotionality as a radical tactic yeah. against society that says vulnerability is weakness. Mm. Right. When you look at someone and say, "Buddy, I love you, buddy." Mm. Meaning. And the initial yeah. response is, <laughs> yeah. 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 You I know? love you too, man. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I wish more people said that mm. to mm. each other. That's yeah. very true. Literally, the other weekend, you, you said that at the table, I remember you Absolutely. saying. Absolutely. Yeah, he yeah, did. To just be able Every to say Every time. He yeah. did. Any chance I get. And we've been having a conversation with friends as well, where we were saying, uh, we, I asked, even yesterday on phone, we were discussing with, with someone, and we said, like, do you tell friends, you, do you, how, how often do you say I love you? And I remember before when I was a younger man, I love you was 
only for your girlfriend mm. and it was when you had gone like a few months <laughs> like you can't see it first yeah. you have to wait there's maths to it your... yeah there's math and yeah. then you say I, I still don't use that on women and wow. then can you imagine you say I love <laughs> really I, I still don't one day your nah, third is going to be a struggle I still don't oh my god I still don't yeah. nah I used it when I was young when I was careless and now it's like nah uh, it's, it's yeah. such a beautiful if you feel it mm. like and then and then now now you just say oh good night oh. i love you buddy it's yeah. been seven years since i used that word jesus yeah. that i love you on on my bros maybe but like when it comes to relationships that i love you it takes a while before it comes out oh yeah mm. it's been seven years since are you single i think now? it's extremely mm. you're single extremely. No, i mean single, saying yes is fine. single extremely extremely, extremely, extremely mm. single and like, how long has it been seven years now no is it seven, seven years? it's been no no not seven years i think it's five five years i'm seven Yeah, he's seven. I'm seven. I'm seven. seven years. You've been single for seven years. Seven years. Yes. 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 Do you guys know what the word single means? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like ab- no commitment. Like no commitment. No, I'm not. For me, no. it just means alone. <laughs> no alone. No. no one beside you. Nala. And, uh, nala. Just nala. Mm. nala <laughs> but nala. Thanks, yeah. thanks. Thanks so much for your mm. feedback. <laughs> <laughs> This is turning to Jody Duran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And slowly. Yeah. Slowly, slowly. Uh, yeah. Before we descend into chaos, yeah. um, I want I want um, you to, before you've given some advice for the younger guys, we're very big on self-development here. We're very big on shouting out what we've taken and what we can now pass on. Books we've read, quotes we've heard. The quote was fantastic. Thank you. But what is one piece of content, book, movie? It can be jovial. It can be serious. Something that you have read or seen that's been transformative, even if it's lifted your mood. A song lifted your mood. Is it a book that change your perspective one thing that you can give to someone to go oh, and google snap. yeah yeah uh there's a book by a guy called Jeremy Hasney I think it was Denzel still Denzel Denzel Washington's mm. recommendation mm. Jeremy mm. personal Hasney. friend yeah well uh, no what? so when I was with the president then it was Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the book yeah. is called Siddhartha yeah. mm-hmm. where this guy Siddhartha yeah Jeremy Hasney something like Siddhartha. yeah Hasney yeah Siddhartha where the guy uh was in such a search for spirituality mm. that he wa- he wanted to see how the buddhas live and mm. whatnot. not mm. mm. so he went on such a journey to spirituality just to understand wow so he went to from like he he went uh, so the, the so how denzel normally puts it is and which was nice reading he this guy went from simplicity to nothing to luxury back wow you know like it's so the the lesson there was if you can't survive in all those aspects mm, mm. then you're not doing life right mm. basically meaning if you don't have millions and what not mm. you still have people yeah you can still live a full happy life mm-hmm, mm. if you have the money you can travel and still live a full so happy, happy life, life. Didn't so that. simplicity to luxury to, and back mm. is is what the book talks about and wow. I think if I can embody exactly or not exactly but like aspects of that book mm. I would have lived a very full life. Wow. I think yeah. based on just your story knowing you personally I think you do embody that. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, he embodies yeah. that. So so Georgie, um the next question I have from you is actually from your boy. From your boy Rotimi who was here. Man last, like Rotimi. Yeah, mm-hmm. the man them. Um gave us a slap in episode. Um his question is and, and you and it's so him. <laughs> it's, it's so him it's crazy. How seriously? Say it like you'd say it. How seriously? Mm. Do you take your physical fitness? Mhm. 
What's up, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I, I never used to take it as seriously as I do now. Fire. It's mm. everything. Like you can, when you wake up in the morning, even on Saturday, you're like, ah, Rotimi, I'm sorry, I'm late. No, it's Saturday. <laughs> okay, okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It's the weekend. Yeah. But now it's like you step on the scale or you, you eat. You go to places and you're like, no, no, give me the salads. Mm. Well, and some meat, but salad more. You know? <laughs> yeah. But it's it's now become a way of life, and you're even thinking, okay, so what's going to happen even when Rotimi is not there, mm-hmm. and there's an answer. Before there was no answer. You know, it's yeah. like I need Rotimi in my life, mm-hmm. but he's instilled so much discipline that it's now I think part and parcel of who we are, mm-hmm. who I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So nice, that man. Bless that man. Beautiful man. Beautiful mm-hmm. man. Um. So that's that's how we ended his episode to pass a question mm. on to the next guest. Gotcha. Now we'll do the same. Mm-hmm. Um, could you pass a question on to the next guest? We won't tell you who it is. Okay. So you can remain objective. Perfect. A question for the next guest to answer. Okay. If there was no social media mm-hmm. and the societal metrics of validation, short, tall, lights, mm-hmm. likes. Instagram DMs, whatnot. Mm-hmm. How much happier would your life be? Yeah, yeah of course, of oh, course, this guy. of course. Now that's what I'm going to be thinking about when I'm sleeping. Jesus, yeah. Yeah, that's a itself. That's a beautiful question. Beautiful it's a question. tough question. Yeah. And with that, George, I just want to say thank you for making thank the time. You. The last since I've come back to Kenya, you've become incredibly close, in my opinion, and it's been an absolute honor for you to now come and grace the set with your knowledge, with your stories, with your encouragement, with your vulnerability, and just what you do online in terms of just being a positive force never take that for granted because we see it and we feel it so please keep doing that and thank you for for coming through to my talk can i just get that part just so i can play it in the morning yeah in with the british accent no less you can have that with your tea we feel it yeah have your tea have it with your tea you know i'll just be having my ginseng i really appreciate we see what you guys are doing and the kind of space that you guys are creating so i hope you never stop yeah. You know, just keep elevating. Never. Thank yeah, you so yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Me, I just want to thank you for one thing. Mm-hmm. Actually, two. One is French music. Mm. I, 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 First of all, that's <laughs> all courtesy of my Rwandan family. Oh, uh, my God. Taste in music is incredible. Jesus, like mm. ever since, you, you know, when we were in Marrakesh at, uh, at the coast and then you started that playlist, I was like, that sounds so different. Mm. And when I started, I'm not stopped. So now it's just like, if you see my story, it's just like, I blame Georgie. Yeah. I blame Georgie. So thank you for that. And two, I also want to say thank you for kind of giving us access to your networks a little bit. Because, you know, you know, for my perspective is I've, I've never seen um, someone who's as connected regionally as much as you are. Mm-hmm. So Excuse, you, ex- you use the wrong word. Change that word. Internationally. Internationally. Thank you, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Please carry on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. So, yeah, I've not seen someone who's as connected regionally. But of course, of the Paris. I'll I'll stick with my regionally. The reason why... (laughs) To the guest. Yeah. (laughs) The reason reason why I'm saying that is because I had the opportunity to meet an actual NBA scout head Mm. for the Basketball Africa League, um, Sarah who has been, like, that dinner for me had so much impact. You didn't even know. Mm. Um, and the fact that we come from kind of the same area, this just changed, you. Mm. it changed my mind. Like, I just wow. was like, wow. Mm. Like, you know, it was like, wow. Like, literally, the NBA mm. is sitting across from me, and she's showing me footage. 
Mm. I was like, hopefully we'll have on the podcast. But like, mm. Mm. just that one interaction mm. had so much value. Um, and that's not something that, you know, um, I take for granted. So mm. thank you so much for that, Georgie. And thank you for coming to the podcast and giving your time. Cool. Stay mm-hmm. tuned. There's a lot more. Hey, yeah. Yeah. hey. We'll slow down. Yeah. Hey, slow down. We love it. We love it. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, guys. Yeah. So, Thanks. guys, see you on the next episode. Remember to like, comment, subscribe. Yeah. If you don't know Georgie, his link is there. Georgie, love you, brother. Thanks. Oh, hey. <laughs> I'm learning all the time. There it is. There it is. But yeah, I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for staying. Um, see you on the next one. Yay. Peace.